Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your oyster ninja. Uh, we're here today with Mr. Alexander Bull. Uh, you might not recognize the name, but you will recognize the knife, the design. Look at that. Look at that. The Mergo designs. Um, so Mr. Alexander is the creator of this beautiful uh, work of art here. What's going on, Mr. Alexander? How you feel? Hi. Yes, doing really, really fine. Uh, very well. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Not as good as you, man, because uh, you know you're trending. Yeah, it was a it was a very nice week last week. Everybody, uh, well, a few people like you and uh, in half shell, uh, the lady Julie. Uh -huh. She she posted a very nice video and. Uh, what was amazing to have some attention for my my work, my oyster knives. For sure. So, um, uh, like I said, you are the creator of this uh, beautiful oyster knife. Um, how 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 did you get into the oyster world? First of all, well, my family had a oyster business, so I'm located in the Netherlands. In the, uh, I used to live in Ierske, which is like the oyster capital of Northwest Europe. And my family used to have an oyster and mussel farming business. Um, I think, well, the, we, we had like these uh, very typical sheds where they uh, sorted the oysters in winter. And it said 1873. So that's uh, 120 plus years. Uh, and my family has been in the oyster business for many, many, many generations. And, uh, well, I grew up spending my summer holidays uh, fishing and uh, moving mussel shells to create uh, beds for the oysters to grow on. And um, then one day I was uh, studying product design and my dad was shocking an oyster and he broke his knife in two and was like, aha, there's a, a nice Christmas gift. Finally got something for you. And uh, so I was busy with a bit of knife making and I combined it with uh, the oyster part of my family. And that's how in 2014 I started Emergo Designs. Nice. So yeah, Amergo Designs. I say Amergo, so I've been saying it wrong. Oh, it's no problem. Amergo Designs. Um, what is it? What does that word mean? Like Amergo? Uh, well, um, you know, like New Zealand. It's named after Old Zealand, which is where I live, uh, and it's the part of the Netherlands that's uh, uh, below water and where people are always. Uh, talking about the floods and we have all the dikes and we have the mills and we have the, the storm barrier. So that's the Zeeland where I live in. And uh, we have a, uh, a local saying, like the, it's, a, it's a Zeeland, you could, it's a province, you could compare it with a state. And so our state motto is Luktor et Emergo. And that means uh, I'll wrestle and I'll rise above the water. And so emerge, Emergo is the Latin for uh, to rise. And so that's what I chose, Emergo Designs, to, uh, well, rise above. So that's where the name Emergo comes from. And it's, it's just another nice reference to the water where we grew up on. Yeah, okay. So, of course, we see your final design, um, which I just showed. How many designs have you gone through to get to this one? Uh, well, well, a lot. Uh, so I started off in 2014 with uh, a regular 
oyster knife, which was already very modern compared to uh, what you mostly see out there, but it had a, a steel blade and a wooden handle. Uh, and that was the first knife I started making. I call it the original type and uh, I've shipped them worldwide and people really seem to love them. Uh, and then I thought like, mm, people really seem to like to have a special knife for a special occasion, especially when it comes to oysters. So maybe I should make a more special oyster knife which is uh, the Yakomina one. It's made out of damask steel and it has this pattern welded stainless steel with all the uh, beautiful organic pattern in there, uh, which was, it's an amazing knife. Uh, and then I was like, maybe I should do like really something different, really something innovative. And then I came up with the Yugo, which is the knife you have. And uh, it, it looks the way it looks because it's made out of a massive block of titanium. Uh, and in order to get that one going, I first made uh, nine different versions in 3D print. And each time I was feeling, trying to uh, virtually shuck some oysters and, and see what works and where, it, uh, where you have pressure points in the hand and stuff like that. And so I 3D printed nine different versions of them, nine different iterations. And then I started uh, doing that blade in aluminium to then get the machining process done. So I, I, I made like four or five out of aluminium. And then I went in titanium, which was interesting because I, um, I finished one in titanium and I hardened it and I sent it out for testing with Oosterkrakers, uh, Andre Linting. He has a very nice Instagram account and he's uh, like a professional shucker in the Netherlands. And he broke the knife, which was very good to know because then I had to go back to the drawing board. Uh, and so I think I made three versions in titanium before it was officially clear to go. And that took me like one and a half years, that the entire process of just starting to fiddle with 3D prints to you know, get, end up with sending the first oyster knife away to somebody. So um, yeah, took a lot oh, of time. So why titanium? Like, because that's, that's different. I've never, you know, experienced a knife, a titanium knife, and especially one solid piece, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think it's, well, I don't think it's been done before like this, what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Um, I'll grab a block in a minute just to show you how massive amount of material I have to remove, but well, titanium, well, because it's titanium, it's cool. Um, but it also has some very inherent uh, advantages. Uh, one of them is titanium can't rust. Like if you drop your knife in the sea and you fish it up in, in 30 years, it, there is no rust on it. Not like the irony, you know, because there is no iron in, in there, so it can't rust. And especially here, we have very salty oysters. So there is no rust. That's also why it's used for hip implants. Um, the other reason is it's very, um, uh, well, uh, it's all material specific, but like it's relatively flexible, which means that you could uh, bend it and it should bend back into shape, which is uh, also why it's titanium is the strongest material compared to weight. That's why you use it for aerospace landing gears because they have to you know, take impact from the, the, the airplane landing, but it can't weigh too much. You can't really overdimension it. So 
well, titanium. So it's a really cool material. It has some inherent properties that it can't rust and it should be less brittle, more flexible. And then you can anodize it to color. So you have a gold one. I have here a blue one, but if I reach over, I mean, that's a pink oyster knife. Have you ever seen a pink oyster knife before? Not at all, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, I definitely wanted to talk about that, you know, how you could, uh, you know, personalize it, not only uh, with the different colors, but you can also do the engraving. So, um, yeah. all right, so what colors can you do on the knife and um, how far can you go as uh, far as the engraving? Uh, well, there, there is like uh, titanium anodizing is a really uh, harmless process. So I have a bucket of salt. Uh, and water, uh, like soda and, and water. And then you put the knife in with some electricity. Then it forms like this titanium oxide layer, which is this oxygen salt with the titanium. And, and you can go the same color, what you would get if you would have like steel, stainless steel into the fire. So you start off with the, the bronze gold, and then you go to the purple, the blue, uh, and then you can go to uh, the the greens in the end. So you have like this range between bronze, blue, purple, green. And, and then you can also leave the knife just the titanium gray color, which a lot of people seem to like. Uh, but there, there, is, there are all these level different uh, colors you can get in between, which is uh, really fun. And then I have, a, I have an old type case. You have the newer one. Uh, but we have the inside of the case and there you can do like a personal engraving. And this is uh, the one rejected uh, that, I, that I didn't thought was good enough for uh, Lady Oyster. So I always keep the scrap ones for myself. I try to upgrade over time, which is, uh, but, uh, you have a very nice engraving on your one with your logo. And you can do like uh, uh, verses, you can do uh, po poetry, lyrics, uh, dates, Stuff like that, logos like you have. Yeah, your, your logo was uh, very nice to make. Yeah, Oyster Ninja is here. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's pretty yeah. cool. And and so I have a lot of people, and they they um, they buy a knife like this when like a, a colleague retires, and he really loves his oysters, and you want to give him something special. Uh, and so they give them the knife and then everybody engrave, I engrave all the names in there. And then you have like, uh, thank you for 40 years of service for this and this company, your colleagues, and then with a date. And it's, it's a beautiful memento. Every time you shuck an oyster, you think back to your old colleagues and you're grateful for them. So right. really nice for that. Exactly. Um, but what I love about your knife is not only is, you know, can it be a memento, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a perfect memento gift, like, you know, like you were saying, like a retirement gift or a special occasion, wedding anniversary, whatever. Um, but it's also, you can actually shuck with it. So being an oyster shucker and coming across all types of knives and stuff like that, you know, I run across these nice, beautiful knives, but they're not really... Um, you can't Useful. <laughs> you yeah. can't be productive with it, but yours is the best of both worlds. Um, can you talk yeah. a little bit about that and just go just the mindset behind that? Because I'm sure that had to be uh, something you wanted to hit when you were designing this. 
Well, the, the thing is, it all started off with my dad breaking his knife. So he usually goes uh, to the uh, uh, with his boat and he goes into the, um, the oyster fields and then they fish some. And then they want to look at how are the, no the oysters going to be this year? Are they going to be full of fish? Are they going to be fatty? Are they going to be skinny? And so he wants an oyster knife that works. Uh, and there was always, from the beginning, there was... Uh, what we went for and and over time you learn a lot of things and it's always uh, a very delicate balance uh, and we had this discussion before you you have like people who can chuck oysters and you have people who can't chuck oysters um, some people can open an oyster with a screwdriver some people need to have like a hydraulic press to get into the oyster uh, and i'm making for this entire range of people i'm i'm making a knife that uh, it cannot break because of uh, user inexperience, but it also has to please the very high-end chucker who could pry open uh, the oyster with a needle without breaking the needle. And so this is this very delicate balance. Uh, and over the years, uh, I've learned uh, to go uh, thicker and then thinner again and all, all sort of geometries. Uh, but the main thing is that, uh, in my opinion, the oyster knife starts with the handle, with the handle. Because if you have solid grip, you have confidence. And if you have confidence, it's always easier to shock open that oyster. Because a lot of people are not confident when they're shocking. They have all heard these horror stories of people stabbing their own wrists. Recently, I was um, having a conversation with uh, the lady from uh, the Oyster Kraken. And she said that in Maine, uh, shocking oysters is the third biggest uh, stab wound related uh, accident at the ER wow. in a hospital after uh, cutting bagels and avocados and then you have oysters <laughs> if that's if that's number three then there is a serious problem i know they eat a lot of oysters in maine but that's still a lot that, of bagels <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, that's a that's a u.s thing we don't eat bagels around here but but just the statistic tells me that you need to have a really good uh, grip on your knife in order to have good control to easily shock an oyster. And so everything starts with the handle. And, and those are the things that you're learning in eight years of designing shockers. I'll say, and honestly, uh, a bunch of shockers have hit me up. And that's their number one thing is just, first of all, can you shock with it? And two, the handle, because if you look at the handle, because of the grooves and because of the shape of it, you would automatically think like, oh, it's going to kill my hand. But I can say as of now, it's, just, it's comfortable. You know, it's comfortable. It's not it doesn't wear on my hand like you think it would. Um, it, it just fits. So it's definitely got to be a science behind it. And you, you put the work in. There, there definitely is a science behind it because uh, all people are like the same. They have the same uh, uh, autonomy relation between like this length and that length. Um, and so you really start to play with shapes. And I, I, I put a lot of the 3D prints in my wife's hand and in, into people I was talking to. And I was like, how does it feel? How does it feel? And, and these are people that do not shock, but they... They, they hold it in their hands. And the thing is that you just want to find like the, the, the right shape. 
my, my other oyster knives, they are also uh, like really comfortable, but they have a very stylish and like pointy end. And a lot of the professional shuckers I was talking to, and they were saying like, wow, I love your knife, but can you make something like with a, with a rounded handle? Because I really like to like push the knife in. And so when I started this design, I was like, no, 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 no. You have to do something with a round handle this time. It's a must. It's a, yeah. So yeah, I'm really glad that it works for you. And I'm really glad that you do not find it to have any wear on your hands or fatigue or stuff like that. I mean, so I've done, um, I wouldn't say hard shucking. I would say, you know, a hundred oysters is pretty smooth for me, but I mean, if you can go through a hundred oysters and you know, your hand is, you know, it's not, you know, it, it doesn't hurt. You don't have any calluses or blisters coming. So as of now, I'll keep you, you know, keep you posted, but everything is yeah. good right now, man. I'm loving it. No, but well, that's great. You have to like think that the, the final process when I make these knives is tumbling. And tumbling is literally a, a big vat of uh, marbles, which are like uh, compressed um, sanding cones. Uh, so you have a sanding abrasive, they push, uh, they press cones from it, and then you have it in a big bowl. And the big bowl just, it's shaking all day long. And what it does is just like a pebble in the ocean on the pebble beach, it just rolls in the waves and rolls and rolls. Then you have like these perfectly smooth pebbles. So this titanium pebble, it, it spends around 10 to 14 hours in this bowl being shaken around, being um, smoothed out. And, and that's one of the things I really learned when making this knife, that it was really uh, the things that stick out most, they will send down the most. Uh, and so the longer you keep it in the barrel, the smoother the knife will get. So you talked a little bit about the uh, smoothing out process. Could you walk us through the process of um, how you make the oyster knife? I mean, I guess, you know, from the, yeah. from the you know, simplified, me, but, you know, if you could just talk about the process a little bit. Let me grab a, a quick block of titanium. Okay. So this is a big block of titanium and it's really, it, it weighs a lot. It's, uh, you could easily throw in a window if you wanted with this. So this is how it all starts. And I have a very nice and expensive CNC machine behind me, which was uh, five years of life saving put into that. Uh, but you know, if you have an idea, you must go for it. Uh, and, and what I do is this, that is a CNC milling machine. So I have end mills and then I start milling all the material away, just like they would do in automotive stuff, like they do with, when they do metalworking. And I, I remove all the material and the, C, uh, the machine is CNC. So it's computer controlled. I have programmed it. That's why it took one and a half year to get it going and, and get everything sorted out. But in a couple of steps, I take four steps and then I can do uh, the front side, the back side, do the engraving. And in the end, I end up with uh, the knife, which is like 85% in shape. And then I start uh, removing some tabs and then I start hand polishing all the spots that you're touching. Uh, and and I, I can do it to a mirror polish. I've posted this on Instagram where you see like the, the, the engraving and it's almost like a mirror polish uh, and I get it completely shiny because 
uh, when you get it shiny, the colors from anodizing, they turn out nicer. So get it completely polished. And then I do it into the, uh, in the anodizing, which is uh, first heating it up, putting it into a bucket of etching, and then put it into uh, the bucket with the electricity. Then if I do it at a certain voltage, it becomes a certain color. So 40 is blue, 60 is green. And, and so I have my diagram. And then it comes out completely blue or completely green. And then I put the final step is to put it into this bowl of uh, the tumbler, the bowl of, uh, well, anodized tumbling media. And then I get this two-tone color because I, because I've seen Cmillet, I have all like these little steps, which are really useful for, uh, for grip, uh, but the tumbling media doesn't get in there. So the sides, everything that's curved remains blue or gold or stuff like that. And the flats where you have the engraving, they'll uh, turn silver. So you get this nice two-tone accent on the knife. And then, uh, then I'm halfway because then I still have to make the case which I also make uh, here in my workshop. That's a different CNC machine over there. Uh, but I have like these huge wooden beams, which were from uh, a local dike and uh, a friend of mine harvested them and I bought them, bought the wooden beams from them. And then uh, we planed them, put them CNC, mailed them, hand sand, oil, all that. And then uh, we end up with the Hugo, Oyster knife, the complete set. And uh, well, people really seem to enjoy them. And it's also like oysters are so special to eat and it, it's not pizza, it's it's an oyster. You, you take your time, you try to taste everything. You are busy with your preparation. Uh, I have like customers and they emailed me that their dad is uh, taking out uh, the case out of the drawer and then he polishes it up and then he goes for oyster to the fish store of uh, for oysters for the fish store and he picks like this type or that type or that type and then they pick a bottle of wine and then they invite some friends over and then you have oysters which is amazing and then you shuck them in front of your friends and then it's it, it's a enhancement on the entire experience instead of being a, a, a nasty chore uh, and 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 people really seem to like that this this making oysters even more special. Definitely a, a buildup and a process, man. And, uh, you know, it just, it even talks about, or it, you know, equates to like, like you said, the, uh, the oyster process, you know, starting it from a baby and just, you know, maintaining. And even with the tumbling process with oysters, just to you get the best product out of it, um, you know, when you tumble oysters and you get that nice plump piece of meat. Um, <laughs> So what are your um your hopes and dreams for this Hugo knife, man? Like what do you what do you hope? Okay, for? well, that's a very good question. I really hope to make like the Amer American designs my prime um, income so I can provide for my family and, and do that by making knives. Uh, so at the moment I work uh, two jobs, this job and another job. And I'm hiring in the same building as my other job is. So I wake at six, I make sure I'm uh, out the door really quickly. And then I start the CNC machines up. And then uh, those machines are at work while I'm like 100 meters to the right, trying to do other work, which doesn't always work because I have like a remote webcam and I'm, 
I'm working like this, but everybody's happy at the moment, so I'm not complaining. And, and so while I'm at work, the CNC machines are making a lot of the work. And then uh, at the end of the day, I come back, I unload the machines, uh, make sure everything's clean. And then on Wednesday, I have my Emergo Designs Day. And then I'm uh, trying to create like the, the finished product. Uh, I'm polishing all the knives, I'm anodizing them, and they can tumble once again while I'm at work for, uh, at the other firm. And I really hope that this uh, grows, that people start to know me, start to know that there is something as a special oyster knife that actually works. Um, and that people start uh, start and keep ordering oyster knives and that I can grow this out and, and then get back to one job and have uh, Emerger Designs uh, turn into world's leading exclusive oyster knife producing company. Because I think I can get there and uh, it's just a matter of hustle and hard work and, and talking to the right people and, and, and having some luck that some people get to know you. Right. And I definitely wanted to put out there um, for all the listening ears, you've heard uh, me talk about the Mergo knife. You've heard Alexander talk about the beautiful knife. Um, so for the audience, if you're not following me on social media, you set up a special discount code uh, for the listeners and the followers yes. of the Oyster Ninja. So all yep. they got to do is go to your website and uh and ch check out put in oyster ninja as the uh discount code and uh it's 10 percent off it's 10 percent off it's www.madeforoysters.com uh, because you know it's, it's made, made for oysters, oysters. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, and uh, yeah uh, it would be awesome for your listeners and and social media followers to have a 10 percent discount code because it, it, it is a hefty purchase. It's, it's all in the machines. It's in a titanium material. Uh, it's not a, uh, a cheap knife, but it's, it's a lifetime piece. And if we can help out a bit by giving uh, your following a 10% discount, then it would be amazing. No, thank you so much. And also, along with that, you offer a, uh, a warranty with your knife also, right? I offer a five years warranty with my knife, uh, which is... Uh, something I didn't have to uh, use very much, but because I make my knives, I can also repair them quite often. So I had some people, uh, you know, this is open, this is transparent. I had uh, some people who broke their tip when they're trying something finicky with their shocking, and then I can just regrind the tip, and you'll never see uh, something that had happened. So uh, I offer five years warranty. Yes. And I'm, I'm looking at your booklet and it talks about the uh, circular oyster knife. Yes, this is very uh, interesting as well, because when I was doing this, uh, this entire process, I was like, uh, am I going to do another titanium blade and then I'm going to glue wood or carbon fiber on there. And then all I'm doing is creating a lot of dust, uh, also a lot of labor but also a lot of uh, dust and a lot of sanding and the thing is that if i want to do this for the next i'm now 30 the next 40 years and i want to make a living out of it then i'm going to have to sand a lot of knives and i'm going to have to breathe in a lot of dust even if you are wearing protective masks uh, and i was like no i don't want to do that and so i started looking from how can i design a knife without glue without chemicals without uh, waste material 
and if you would be uh, wanting to get rid of it that you can recycle it and so we we came out with the concept of a massive block of titanium there is no glue to attach gills because it's made out of a massive block so no chemicals no no dust no and the thing is that if you um so if you're uh, this is great five to see if you don't like your knife anymore or you want to get rid of it or stuff like that you can just uh, send it back to me there is the uh, booklet in it and i can refund you because titanium is expensive i can refund you if you want to and also you can um, uh, go to your local uh, local scrap metal dealer uh, I think you have them in the United States as well. And if you say like, this is grade five titanium, and then they'll be able to just recycle it for you. Because once again, titanium is uh, is really expensive. So they'll gladly take that piece of metal from you. All right, so since like you've been pumping since the lady oyster, since Julie, um, I saw some, what's been like the, how, but first of all, how are you handling all of this media? Uh, uh, it's, uh, well, <laughs> sometimes it's very, very busy, uh, and w which is great because that's why we're doing it. And um, now for the first time in eight years, I've been able to, to send knives out to people in a community like, like the people you just named. Uh, it was the first time for me that I can actually do something because you guys have such a, a big audience and you're so at the core of the Instagram Oyster community that you, if you show something, then it will reach a lot of people who are um, interested maybe because nobody starts Googling for a titanium oyster knife. But when you see it and you have an upcoming wedding or you have a special anniversary or something like that, you might be like, like that's something I want. It's a... Uh, good for the environment it's it's a lifetime it's a lifetime piece for the oysters and we lo all love oysters that much so yeah well it's it's great that you guys are helping me out a bit and uh, it's it's just great thank you, thank uh, well, you very much. i feel like it's a, a mutual uh relationship here because you're providing an awesome knife like i said and um you know you don't like we we can help out and tell the world about it so it's mutual yeah, well, it's also very exciting because, uh, like, you sent me some uh, messages up front that you really liked it. But, like, with uh, I, I woke up last week and uh, Julie from In a Half Shell, she was like, uh, I think I like it. And then the next day she dropped the video and the video was amazing. It helped me so much. But I was also uh, like, does she like it? Does she like it? Please like it. Please like it. And then she was like, oh, no, she likes it very much. She right. made a, a Game of Thrones reference that you would think like Daenerys Targaryen would use it to shut down oysters or enemies, right. which is, I think, one of the best compliments you can get, right? So, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, uh, I'm trying to keep up with the, with the lead times uh, to get everybody their knife uh, within four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it would be uh, great to just uh, keep sending this stuff worldwide because I've had 18 countries now so there are still uh, 180 left for people to uh, enjoy an emergo designs built knife 
Is this true? Yeah. By the way, the way, the moment to say that I offer free shipping worldwide. Mm, perfect timing. Okay. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> What's your favorite oyster, man? You got a favorite oyster? Okay, this is a uh, you're you're all American probably who are listening. Um, I haven't ate an American oyster yet. Um, I've one been once been to Florida, um, but I didn't get to eat an oyster back then. But we have like the local uh, European flat which my dad used to grow, and those are like they are absolutely amazing. Uh, and really, really love them. They're really salty. They're really creamy. Very nice texture. Yeah, th those are definitely my favorites. I'm sure you have plenty offers, but I, I hope to uh, shuck your oyster today with your with your knife. Yeah, well, uh, I really want to get uh, doing like a road trip to the US uh, within now and five years. It would be really amazing to visit a lot of people. Yeah. So okay, what's your... Go ahead. Uh, what's your favorite oyster? Uh, my favorite oyster, it all depends on my mood for one. And of course, mm -hmm. what I'm drinking. Um, but I, I like uh, I like the Kushi. I like Kumamoto. I like West Coast oysters for some reason, man. Um, okay. They grew on me. I didn't like them at first, but they, they grew on me. And like now I just, every chance I get, you know, I want a, I want a West Coast oyster. A Pacific oyster. Because I, I got a lovely question last weekend. Uh, and it was from a guy who said, are you going to make a New Haven oyster knife or, or, or one speci specifically for that? So what's the difference between, like, say, the, a, uh, a Pacific cupped oyster, which we have around here, and a New Haven style oyster? Um, the biggest difference is, I guess, the, the water and the way they shape the oysters. But I do know, like, um, R. Murphy and Dexter and those companies, they have a specific um, knife for the New Haven oyster. Okay. But they also have, so they'll have, like, a New Haven. They'll have a, um, I think they have a New York. They have, so it's just, it's, I think it's the, the thickness and the length. Um, that changes okay basically basically okay. yeah but for me I mean if I get so majority of the time uh, when I get an oyster I can either stab it or go through the hinge depending on how it's harvested um, so you know I haven't went out and looked for a New Haven knife you know what I mean yeah. I can Majority of the time, I can shuck an oyster, but you know, yeah, it's I'm a professional, I guess. You know, I gotta get used to saying that. Yeah, well, you definitely are a professional. <laughs> um, so, how how many oysters are you away from uh, Shucker Petty in a minute? Oh no, 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 no! I can't compare. I can't even. I can't even talk the, uh, in the same direction as Shucker Petty, man. Shucker Petty is a boss, man. I mean, he, he's. He's awesome. Yeah, he's definitely like 39 minutes, uh, 39 oysters in a, in a minute. Yeah. And all I'm seeing is like, oh, that poor little knife, it's getting so abused. But he's like, <laughs> right. Like a, exactly. a machine gun in a chucking world. It's, right. It's amazing to see. Yeah. 
But you know what? As 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 much as a much as a, a legend Shocker Patty is, like now, um, he, of course he's been on the podcast, and um, you know we talk often, so I, I consider him a friend. You know, so mm-hmm. you know it's good to be in the circle. Yeah, well, it's 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 really amazing this this little community I was introduced into on Instagram, like real people trying to make real food in a really honest way, and uh, like. Yeah, it's it's really nice to see. It's not the big food chain. It's not very high output product. It's like real young people really trying to get the best out of the water. It's amazing. It's it's really inspiring. Yeah, not only that. I mean, just like yours with the um, the uh, the circular, you know, oyster knife. You know, we're also you know, spreading the word about what oysters do for the water, you know, as far as like filtering and why oysters are important. You know, it's not just about eating and having a good time and for your weddings and catering, you know, it's also about the environment. So, you know, we're all pushing it, you know, agenda, as you can say, but, you know, it's all part of it. I'm glad to be um, becoming a part of it and you are at the forefront. So keep going. Sure, man. I appreciate all of that. Um, anything you want to add, man? Anything we skipped over, left out? Anything you want to put in? Uh, did you eat any oysters in Afghanistan? <laughs> no, I didn't eat any oysters in Afghanistan, man. The uh, the water I saw over there, actually, I don't think anybody would want to eat out of it. But like I said, that was in Kandahar in 2013 and 14. I'm sure things have changed. I'm sure, you know, I only small, I only saw um, a small portion of it. So, you know, definitely not going to judge it. If I end up back over there in my life and I get some oysters, you know, I'm not going to turn them down, but I wouldn't want to eat oysters out of the water I saw. No, well, it's, um, it's a very amazing part of your backstory as well, that you served your country and uh, well, nothing but respect for that. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Really do um so for the folks where can we find you on the social medias and if you want to throw your um website out there again yeah so social media is uh on instagram uh emergo.designs.oyster.nice uh you should really look me up on youtube because there is like a five minute video on how i make my oyster knives and how i've been getting everything together uh so that's uh alexander ball bravo oscar lima um and uh, the website where you find all the detailed information and the different types of oyster knife i make is uh, uh, madeforoysters.com beautiful man beautiful and again for all our listeners if you use oyster ninja at checkout you get 10 percent off and uh let me know what you think about the knife if you get a knife send me a little text send me an email saying hey i love this knife. thank you for recommending it i know you're gonna love it I know you're going to love it because it was love put into this night. So, uh, Alexander, thank you so much for joining me today, man. I'm sure you got a bunch of work to catch up on. Um, So thanks. Well, thank you very much. It was uh, such a joy to be on the podcast. Thank you.